This is New Bedford's news talk station. The place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And welcome back in to the second hour here on this wet Wednesday. And I got an app chat message. We, this came in from Steve B. in Fairhaven who wanted to know, uh, he said, Tim, you were saying something about a traffic problem but missed where it was. If you could repeat it, that would be great. Thanks. Happy to do so. But I will also remind you that you can always get live traffic information from the WBSM app brought to you by South Coast Towing. Uh, but there was a crash on 195. First, there was, the, I mean, the, the more minor one was on 195 eastbound uh, over by Kyler's Catch on the bridge that goes over the, uh, the, the Akushnet River. The crash was there. Uh, looks like that's been cleared up. However, they do have three lanes shut down on the Braga Bridge westbound due to a crash. And that has not been alleviated. Uh, it, right now, let me just scan back over there from where I was on 195, looking at the live traffic map. Uh, it is backed up from, it's it's moved up a little bit. So right about to where the, the Quickishan River Trail starts, uh, all the way up to the Braga Bridge. And then until you get across the bridge, it is backed up on the westbound side. But now it is becoming more backed up on the eastbound side heading onto the bridge. Uh, again, probably people just kind of looking. Uh, but that looks like on, the, on that side of the bridge, it's not so bad that you will um, you'll be, if you're heading eastbound, you won't be slowed down very much. If you're heading westbound, uh, maybe try to avoid it at all costs. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. Good morning. How are you? Very good. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, a couple of things. First, for Ian Abreu, I wish him a speedy recovery. He's a strong guy, and he's young. He'll be okay. Sure will. Yeah. Yeah. And now, uh, I you were talking about the WBSM for stories, so I go into the website often. I went in there a few minutes ago, and the opening page has uh, the whole story about Ryan, that football player that drowned and died. Yeah, Ryan Mallet, yeah. Okay, and it's stuck on that. Now, the page won't load, and after a few minutes, it turns into one full-page ad for Stop and Shop. And I try to hit the back button and go back and forth, and it's, it's going to take all day long, and it's been like that for a long time. I wish they would fix it. Well, if you look around, uh, the, if you look around the edges of the Stop and Shop ad, somewhere there will be an X. Yeah, but I have to keep doing it, though. It's, it's sickening. It takes a long time, right? And, and we've complained about that for a long time. They keep saying they're working on it. But anyway, I'll get past it. Uh, the third thing was, uh, I'm saving my best one for last because I know, I know you're going to probably disagree on that last one. But the third one is when you talked about your eyes. Talked about blue, my, uh, oh yeah, yeah, my half-colored eye, yep. Okay, so that's all in one eye, right? The blue and the uh, the bit of the brown? Yeah, so it, it's basically, it's a diagonal like like divide right between my eyes. So it's it's 50% blue, 50% brown. Yeah, there was a word for that, but I forgot. But my mother... She was different. She had one whole eye brown and one whole eye blue. Mm. And in the blue, she had one teeny little dot, like a speck of the brown in it. But you could see mostly all blue, and the other side was brown. And she also had a cat with the same thing, blue and brown. That was odd. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. And the last thing. <laughs> okay, the story about that woman that stole an identity and went to school. Mm -hmm. Now, 
I know she broke the law by stealing an identity, but of course the illegals that are coming in probably have all kinds of IDs too, but they should be jailed immediately when they get here. And I know she did that, and I believe she should be punished for that, but not for going to school. I think she wanted to go to school, and if it was me and I wanted to go back to school today, I wouldn't steal an ID, but I wouldn't want to go to night classes for adults either. I would want to go into the school and learn the way the children today are learning. I want to see if they're going to show me pictures of sexual perversion. and all. I want to learn the way well, they're learning today. I mean, today. they're not, but... Well, I want to see what these kids are learning. If I wanted to go back, I would want to go into a classroom today. I wouldn't want to go into a night class. You know, I, right. I, I wonder if there are rules on the books about that. Because, you know, when you go to college, uh, you know, when I went to college, I was in my freshman classes, and there was somebody who was a freshman with me who was in her 70s at the time. That's wonderful, isn't it? I think it is. Oh, absolutely. But it, it's interesting how in college you can do that. But in high school, like, if you're an adult, I mean, I guess they're protecting underage kids. But still, I, I, I wonder if there's literally anything on the books that says, no, you, you can't go to day school at a high school if you're an adult. And, and my other issue with this story is why the you said she was getting uh, mental health or something like that. Why is that a mental thing for? Uh, but well, her, so her father said that she has mental health issues and that she's oh, undergoing that. help oh. for that. Yeah. Okay, because I didn't hear that because I didn't think she would need mental help for that. I just think she wanted to get in. She stole an identity and she is guilty for that. And I do say she should be punished. But now that we know she really does have a mental illness. They should kind of, you know, work around it a little bit. How are you going to put somebody in jail? For oh, I, I, I would guess that she's probably not going to go to jail for this. No, not if she's having mental health issues. And But, there, you know, the, the forgery charges are, are, are what this is all about. It's about forging documents, about, you know, uh, impersonating a child and all those kind of things. But I, I would think that if there's a mental health root cause for this, I don't, I don't think she'll have to do jail time for it. That's just my feeling. Also, real quick, because I know you time is shot in the radio. But uh, I've been to other chat rooms in different places, uh, Facebook and all that stuff, Twitter. And a lot of people are saying, I know you're going to come up with a conspiracy word, <laughs> but that's okay. Some people, and a, a lot of them, a lot of people are believing that that sub, the Titan, like this was a whole big setup, that they're not really dead. They just want to, you know, get everybody's attention on Trump now in the courtroom. So they're thinking that's one big nasty lie story so what do you feel about that i feel that's hugely disrespectful to the people who died yes it is disrespectful and i told them that when we were chatting in the room i said no matter what you think right now the story goes that people died and you shouldn't be they were laughing and they were putting up memes now i wouldn't do that maybe i do have a little conspiracy saying this was a setup but not that they were alive a setup that they were meant to be killed down there that's what i was thinking but I hope the story comes out someday, the true story, because I really would like to know the answer to I that. Mean, I mean, the, the, the just the way I would look at that is there are people on the Internet that will believe anything. I mean, there's a huge amount of people that believe the Earth is flat, and they're obviously wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the, And another thing, too, I don't know about anybody else, but every time they show a picture of that little titan, isn't that the ugliest odd shape with that pointed tail at the end and it's ugly looking don't you think they could have made millionaires billionaires they couldn't make something to look beautiful that i think it's just a very odd shape well i mean i don't know i guess it's more about function than form but i guess it had problems with function so i guess form didn't matter either and no room in there you couldn't stand up you couldn't do it what a horrible way to go if it was a setup and they were murdered like that that that's the worst 
of all, of all the horror stories that I've heard, it's terrible. I mean, I think it's I think it's more likely that it's negligence than it is intention. I think they mm. built something that just wasn't wasn't up to par, and uh, and and they're going to have to answer for that. But I I don't think it was intentional uh, as much as it was negligent. Mm. So which which is still which is still criminal in my mind. And you don't even think even a little tidbit that they might be alive somewhere. Not a chance. Yeah, and the the son when they said the son was terrified and didn't want to go, but then. Because of Father's Day, he's going to honor his father and go. And I say shame on the dad because the father knew that this is a very dangerous mission. Why would I want to take my son if there's a chance that I'm not going to come back? I, I'm blaming the father totally for that. I think, they, I think they had the false sense of security. You know, when you live that kind of a lifestyle and, you know, you really don't have any consequence for the things that you do, you might start to feel a little bit like you're, in, you're invincible. And well, I think that there was probably a sense of everything's going to be fine. They would, never, they would never charge us this much money if it wasn't safe. So I think that that might have been the, the think mindset. About it. Think about it if it were you. Knowing where you're going to go, and there could be a chance of, of, of a very bad happening, would you take your son with you? I wouldn't. I don't care if I was a three-time mobile billionaire. Don't care. I wouldn't take my kids. I don't know. I, I made my son come in here and do some work in the station, and I felt bad for it when he didn't like it. So <laughs> I don't, I don't think I'd force him to go underwater. It's dangerous at BSM? It, 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 it's not dangerous, but I also don't want to make him do anything that he doesn't want to do. So if he didn't want to go on a sub, I wouldn't make him go on a sub. No, I, yeah, but... You're talking the opposite. I'm not saying that the father didn't make him. No, but I'm, I'm saying I'm saying I wouldn't have I wouldn't have treated my son the way that that father apparently treated his son. Well, do we really know even how he treated him? Well, I mean, I I just find it hard to believe that an adult parent, knowing even if you're a millionaire or a billionaire, you knowing that that kind of a mission could turn bad very fast. I wouldn't bring anybody in my family. I'm going to risk my life. I risk mine. Not this. I, they must have had a false sense of security about it. That's the only thing I can think of. Any, okay, any, you know, like you're saying, any, false, like, but like you're saying, any rational thinking person wouldn't wouldn't put their child in, at risk like that. So I, I mean, I agree with you on that. I, I think, I think he must have not. Either he, either he's a, a horrible person, or he just never thought that there was a chance something could go wrong. Well, I would hope they're still alive, but if they are and they come out someday, they're going to have to pay for this. They're going to have to explain all this. So if, they, if they're not dead, they're going to be in a hell of a lot of trouble like that woman that took off when she was supposed to have a wedding and there were cops and all the money spent looking for that woman and all she just didn't want to get married and changed her mind. Do you remember that story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, big time for that. Everybody came after her for that one. And I, I, don't, I don't think we have to worry about that with uh, the people who perished in the sub. Yeah. So you really think they're really gone then? I do. Mm, I kind of do too. I just, I don't know. It, it, right. it sounds like you want to have just a little bit of hope, just so that it, it doesn't have such I a negative do. ending. But and I, I understand do. that. I understand. You know, even if they have to be punished, it's better. And you know, because their family, their family that's left behind has to go through this. Mm -hmm. it, it's awful. Well, thank you for your time. All right. You have a good day. You too. 508-996-0500 If you want to call in and chime in, and you know, I would, yeah. I would just be wary because, like, like I said, you can find anything, anybody that wants to believe anything on the Internet. Don't get, don't get yourself caught up in trying to argue with people. Because, first of all, you never know when they post things like that. Do they really believe it? Are they just trying to cause trouble? Uh, are they just trying to infuriate you and enrage you? And so I just look at it as, is someone actually trying to have a 
healthy debate is somebody trying to look at this and say, you know, is there a possibility that they're alive? Is there a possibility that maybe they made it out of this and we just haven't, you know, heard that maybe they're on a desert island somewhere, you know, something like, I mean, there's no desert islands in the North Atlantic, but you know what I'm talking about. Like the idea of putting out a theory and, and trying to rationalize out whether or not that theory could be true. That's different than somebody who is adamantly pushing something because they just want to blindly believe it. When you have people that just blindly believe things, then it's not really worth trying to get into discourse and, and debate with them because you're not going to change their mind. I made the mistake one time of interviewing a flat earther on one of my, you know, internet paranormal shows. And my producer was like, I want to bring a flat earther on the show. And I said, I have no interest in talking to a flat earther because they're, they're stubborn about it. What they say makes no sense. And they, they don't really, I honestly don't believe that they actually believe it. I think they just do it to be contrarians. They're just doing it to be jerks. And she was like, no, I think it would be a good discussion to have. So we booked the person on. And this person goes on a lot of radio shows and podcasts and talks about the flat earth theory. And so I'm thinking, well, I can at least get my head around why they think what they think. And you can have somebody who can present flat earth theory in a way where they can say to you, like, listen, I know that this sounds hard to believe, but, like, let's look at it like this. But this person wasn't like that at all. This person was very condescending, um, felt like I was beneath him because I believe that the earth was round, and proceeded to tell me that all of the scientific evidence pointing to a round earth and, and, and visualizing a round earth was all fake, and that, you know, the earth is actually flat and it has a, a dome over it and like all these kind of things and I was just like uh, like that's not true how do you know it's not true because it isn't we've proven that the earth is round how do you know I'm like that was the defense you don't really know you haven't been to space so how do you know right because everybody else that, that's been to space has lied about it. They're all in on the conspiracy. Like, it's just, it's bogus. But yet, you know, I guess there are people who honestly, seriously believe it. Just like there are people who really believe the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect is just, uh, uh, it's a memory issue. It's false memories. It's, it's, it's misremembering things. It happens in a lot of different situations and it's been going on for forever. But then we put a term to it. We call it the Mandela effect. And next thing you know, there are people who swear that this is a real thing. It's not a real thing. I mean, it's, it's a real thing that people think something happened that didn't happen or they remember something a certain way that isn't the right way. Like that really does happen. But there's like no, there's no uh, Illuminati power that's changing history from the way that you remember it being. So you forgot how Berenstain was spelled. So you thought Nelson Mandela died in prison. And it turns out that you were wrong. It's okay to say that you were wrong. And that, that's really what the Mandela effect boils down to, is people's inability anymore to admit that they might have been wrong about something. Whoops. I forgot. Whoops, I made a mistake. And that's all it is. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to go through some of the examples and say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how it's Flintstones and not Flintstones. Or maybe I have that the other way around. 
but it's Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S, not T-O-O-N-S. But that's we're just having fun when we talk about those things. It's just because people don't remember inconsequential things 100% all the time. But yet, people have developed entire conspiracy theories around it. And what happened was, and this even happened before 2020, but when we're all stuck at home and nobody's got anything to do but scroll around on the internet, a lot of these conspiracy theories took a bigger foothold. And the next thing you know, you've got 4chan, you've got 8chan, you've got QAnon, you've got all of this stuff. And so much of it is not based in truth, but people just don't want to admit that they might have believed something that turned out to be false. 508-996-0500. I know one thing is true. I got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. And we're going to be going into the newsroom in just a moment. But I want to remind everybody, if you are heading out to the Braga Bridge, if you're heading out to take the Braga Bridge westbound, and for those of you who aren't great with directions like me, you're going from Fall River to Somerset. Uh, you are still experiencing some slowdowns. Uh, there are three lanes closed due to a crash. So just keep in mind, it's going to take you a little bit longer. You're backed up just about to 24 South. Uh, but uh, they are working to clear that up. So if we get any notice that it's been cleared up, we will let you know. Until then, you may want to go down and you know take the, the Veterans Memorial Bridge instead. I know it's going to add more time onto your trip, but it's probably less time than it would be if you were stuck in traffic on the bridge. Because it looks like, for, according to at least the, the live traffic map that I'm looking at it looks like it's almost to a dead stop so all right well right now let's go into the newsroom and get all the big stories of the day from adam bass president biden is defending reproductive rights at a maryland fundraiser on tuesday biden says he's not big on abortion as a practicing catholic but followed up by saying roe v way got it right he went on to criticize states that have passed laws restricting access to abortions since the ruling last year. Smoke from Canadian wildfires has drifted into the U.S., giving both Chicago and Detroit the worst air quality in the world for parts on Tuesday. Conditions in the cities across the Great Lakes region reached Code Purple, the second worst air quality index reading. The smoky conditions come just weeks after the Northeast was blanketed by smoke caused by the ongoing wildfires. The Marine veteran who used a deadly chokehold on a homeless man on a New York City subway train will be arraigned this morning. A grand jury earlier this month voted to indict Daniel, Daniel Penny in connection with the May 1st death of Jordan Neely, a homeless man suffering from mental health challenges. Penny maintains he was protecting himself and others by restraining Neely. Airlines are struggling to get back on track as severe weather causes flight delays and cancellations at New York City's major area airports. Thousands of travelers are frustrated as hundreds of flights have been canceled or delayed today. As of 6 a.m., FlightAware Flight reports more than 160 inbound and outbound cancellations between the three major airports, leaving passengers stranded. It comes after more than 1,200 flights were canceled both Monday and Tuesday. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin faces legal action over a voting law, Richard Stelling reports. 
Governor Glenn Youngkin is being sued over a Virginia law that doesn't let convicted felons vote. A coalition of advocacy groups claim this violates rules of the state's readmission into the union after the Civil War ended. The law affects more than 300,000 people with criminal records. It means each one has to apply to have those rights restored. The governor has yet to comment on this. He faces a similar lawsuit filed in April. I'm Richard Stelling. Oscar-winning actor Kevin Spacey is due in London courtroom today as he faces multiple allegations of sexual assault. He's accused of sex offenses against four men that prosecutors say occurred between 2001 and 2013. The 63-year-old has already pleaded not guilty to all charges. Funding is being restored for train projects that would benefit Western Massachusetts. According to a report from MassLive, Governor Maura Healey has included $12.5 million for a study to build a new train station or reopen an existing one in Palmer and make improvements to the tracks in Pittsfield in a new capital investment plan. Healy has been pushing for east-west rail, passenger rail between Springfield and Boston, but the governor's administration hit a roadblock last month when state legislatures did not include her request in their budget. And Italians eat about 60 pounds of pasta each year per person. Americans eat around 26 pounds, and some of us may be doing it wrong. Brie Tennis reports. It's called the Italian spaghetti rule. According to Italy's Minister of Enterprise, you never break your pasta before cooking. In Italy, it's forbidden. While the pasta police won't arrest you, but you're setting yourself up for ridicule and possibly bad luck because pasta originated from Asian noodles, and they believe long noodle, long life, and Italians do too. And a true Italian would never use a spoon to twirl pasta. They say a little slurping is good. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. In sports, the Red Sox lost against the Marlins last night, 10-1. Next game is tonight at 7-10 at Fenway Park. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. More showers are on the way. We are expecting another round just to move through quickly. Should be out of here by the mid-afternoon. We'll be reaching a high of about 74 degrees. We're going to stay mostly cloudy today, breezy and humid. Overnight tonight, we're going to get down to about 66 degrees. And for tomorrow, 75 with another shot of some afternoon scattered showers and thunderstorms for the area. From the ABC 6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 68 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app.
that's that's the best Bon Jovi song in my opinion, uh, and that is "Keep the Faith." If you're not familiar with that song, check it out. It's from their uh, from their '90s era, which I thought was pretty pretty darn good. Uh, speaking of the '90s. There was a toy that came out in the 90s that I want to talk about in just a moment. But before we get to that, uh, just uh, in case anybody hasn't heard the news, a New Bedford City Councilor Ian Abreu was involved in a uh, moderate to serious, as he described it, car crash yesterday afternoon. And he has suffered a few broken bones. He is currently at St. Luke's Hospital and will be undergoing surgery this morning. Uh, He is fine. I've been in communication with him, and he asked me to thank everybody for all their well wishes and to just let everybody know that uh, he's going to need a few days to recover. He said he'll be off the grid, and if you know Ian, you know that that's very rare that he's ever off the grid. So he's going to be going off the grid for a couple of days, and he said any constituent issues, you can reach out to the city council office, to your ward counselor, or to the mayor's office. So uh, Barry has an article up today that... Hasbro, which, as you know, is a locally based company. They're out of Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Hasbro is releasing a redesigned toy from the 90s in honor of its 25th anniversary. And I'm just going to just going to play for you the original commercial here. Say her name. No, no. Play games. Peek, bab, and love you back. Oh, oh, achoo. <laughs> Your furry sneeze. Achoo. And gave mine a cold. Furby loves you, love and love you. Furby, the gigapet you really. All right, so so that's the commercial for Furby, which originally was released in 1998, and it came out, I believe, if I remember right, in time for Christmas. And it was the most sought-after toy. And at the time, in 1998, I was in college, and I was a toy collector. I would go out and buy different toys, you know, mostly just things that I was interested in, Marvel stuff, uh, Simpsons toys, uh, Spawn action figures. Like, I was kind of just collecting wrestling figures. I was kind of just collecting what I cared about. But, you know, there were always these hot toys. Oh, yeah, and then, of course, we were deep, deep into the Beanie Baby craze. So this thing came out, and it was the hottest toy, and it was, you know, the next Tickle Me Elmo. When you hear in that commercial where it says, it's the first Gigapet you can actually pet. Now, a Gigapet, if you don't remember, were these little, like, keychain things that had uh, very simple graphics on them, but it was a supposedly a living being that you had to feed and take care of and change its diaper and all kinds of stuff, and they were all the rage in 1997, 1998. They not only had, you know, the Giga Pets, which was you could have different types of pets. I had one that was a chicken. There was dinosaur ones. and But, like, even WWF at the time uh, came out with their own version of it. Like, I had the Shawn Michaels, the Undertaker. We had to, like, take care of them, train them every day. But anyway, so this was a physical version of that. It was a stuffed animal. Well, I shouldn't say stuffed animal. It was, it was a furry animal that uh, its eyes moved, its mouth moved, and it could learn. And so I wanted to get one for my girlfriend, and I couldn't find them in any store. Some guy had an ad in the paper that he was selling a Furby, so I went to Plymouth, and I met this guy. It was like 10.30 at night on the front porch of his house, and I bought this thing for him for 100 bucks. They probably sold for like $25, $30. I bought this thing from him for 100 bucks so I could give it to her for Christmas, 
and it was the creepiest thing ever. Uh, she lived with her parents at the time, and we would hang out in her room, listen to music and everything, and uh, we would just be sitting there talking, whatever. And all of a sudden, it would just come on, and it would say, "Me Tolu," because that was its name, Tolu. They tell you its name when you turn it on, and it it would like it didn't really learn like they promised in the commercial. Maybe we were just horrible Furby parents. But uh, thankfully, our, our real child learned to say more things than just, you know, me, Adam. So they, um, the, the idea behind these was that they would learn from you and they would learn from each other and they would pick up things and all of that. And every once in a while, this thing would just come to life and say something super creepy. And I'd like to make this story even scarier by telling you that, you know, we took the batteries out of it, but it still kept talking to us. But eventually we took the batteries out of it because it was just annoying as heck. And I think we threw it in the box with some of the Beanie Babies and might have discovered it years later. And I don't know that it still worked, but it was it was a horrifying experience having a Furby in the house. And now they're bringing it back. So if you want to terrorize your children then you can get a 25th anniversary edition Furby, which is uh, now up for sale on Amazon if you want to pre-order one. But they are they're um, going to be shipping out to all major retailers starting on July 15th. Unlike the original Furby, which came in a variety of colors, these are just coming in two colors. But I'm thinking they're probably a little bit more AI than they were back in 1998. And also... It looks like they don't have the same physical eyes. It looks like they have those LED eyes, which I saw on some Christmas decorations this past Christmas and scared the heck out of me. There were um, nutcracker soldiers, like as tall as me, in somebody's yard display that had LED lights, and they were very, very freaky. So it looks like that's what this thing has. But as Barry points out in his article at WBSM.com and on the app, the important thing is this time it has an on-off switch. Because you couldn't turn Tolu off. He was always on unless you pulled those batteries. And then if you tried to take out his batteries, he bit you. All right, that part's not true. But uh, if, you are, uh, if you want to terrorize your kid, you can, you can get on Amazon now and pre-order your Furby 25th anniversary edition. So maybe they won't be nearly as annoying this time, but I'm, I'm going to guess that they are. But it brings up the question, what toy trend did you fall subject to? Were you out there in, in, in 1982 or 3, whenever it was, or 81 even? Were you out there battling people for Cabbage Patch Kids? Were you out there in the 90s putting your thumb in other parents' eyes to get the last Tickle Me Elmo? Were you out there in, in, in 1998 dropping people with a stone-cold stunner to get your hands on the final Furby on the shelf? Let me know, 508-996-0500. And I guess I'll also throw the question out there, too, of what was the best toy that you ever got? Because I'm sure a lot of you out there have great memories of toys that, to other people, they might be like, really? That you cared that much about that? Like, I never understood some of the toys people got excited for. Oh, oh, a sled. Oh, yeah, a sled. Okay. I can go down the snow in a cardboard box and still have fun. Maybe I was spoiled, though, because as a kid, we had a, a big wooden toboggan. So we didn't need sleds. We had a toboggan, and it was awesome. And we could put, at least until we got too big, all five kids on the toboggan and push it down the hill. When you, when you can take out all five kids at once, 
<laughs> you know you're doing all right. Anyway, so 508-996-0500. We're going to take the next break. We'll be back in a few moments. All right, welcome back. And uh, just so you know now, the crash on the Braga Bridge has been cleared, and it looks like traffic has resumed to normal. So if you need to use the Braga Bridge, no need to try to avoid it now. You can head right on over. You are free and easy all the way across the bridge. All right, let's go back to the phones. 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hi, good morning, Tim. Good morning, Shawnee. Anyway, talking about toys, my son had the um, um, Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. All the, the vehicle and uh, all the Ghostbusters. And then he had um, the Ninja Turtles and the van. Mm-hmm. I saved the van and I and the Turtles, and I just gave it to him not long ago. Oh, he probably, he probably still plays with them then. No, he's got a daughter now, and he plays. He plays a lot of boy things with her. <laughs> I mean, I had I had the uh, the Ghostbusters. I had the Ninja Turtles. I didn't have the Ninja Turtles van, but I think I did have the Ecto One, the the car for the Ghostbusters. But yeah, I I had lots of stuff like that because it, in, not only in those days could you go and get them. You know, if it was Christmas or your birthday, you got a toy. But you could always find those things at flea markets and yard sales and stuff, and build up your collection. And guess what? He wanted his um. Transformers that he bought himself with his, you know, money he saved. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I dug them out yesterday, I know, a couple of days ago for him, and I found three real nice ones because he went to see that movie with his daughter. Yeah. And well, um, then then he looked it up online, and one of them was $150. Really? And he paid, we had the receipt on it. It said sixteen ninety nine. Wow, and that was expensive for a toy back then. Yeah. You uh, like I was paying $5 for a Ninja Turtle back then, you know? So $17 for a Transformer was pricey. Yeah, but they they they're worth more money now cuz you collect, they collect us, right? Yeah, right. And uh, all you need to do is go into uh, Kojo's Toy World in downtown New Bedford and see some of the toys they have and see what they what they can get for some of those toys and you say, "Man, I wish I'd held on to that stuff." Where's Kojo's? Uh it's uh you know where um you know where Purchase Street Records used to be? Before they moved yeah. out, uh, Kojo's is right next to that. Well, so, I gotta go check that out. I didn't even know they had that. Oh, it's a great little store. I think I think they're closing early this weekend because I think Teddy's probably got some wrestling events. Uh, but um, but they're open most days down there, and uh, I know they're doing a little work down there, so there might be some trouble getting there today. But give them a call. It's Kojo C O J O Kojo's Toy World. Tim. So um, I got a lot of um, cassettes. I'm wondering if that guy on the bridge, that Purchase Street, that moved over there, on his window he says cassettes, CDs, and all that. Do you think he buys them? Uh, I know he sells cassettes. I don't know if he buys cassettes. Maybe. Mm. It's worth giving them a call. You all right. Tell, tell, tell Roger that, uh, that Tim told you to call and ask. All right. Let's say happy birthday to Mary that just called you. Oh, happy birthday to her! Is it, it's her birthday? birthday? I didn't yes, know. Yesterday, she said it was her birthday. So it's 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 Mary or Mary? Mary, Mary, oh. the lady that just called you. Okay, because I've been saying it, Mary. I thought it was Mary. So Mary, um, well, happy yeah, yeah. happy birthday, Mary. Yeah, we'll have All to take right. her. We'll have to take her out on our date when we go with her. When we go out on our date, she can come <laughs> with us. 
Okay, Tim. All right, you have a good day. I'll be listening. You Take too. it easy. Thank you. And uh, Bye. yeah, if you have any old toys from the eighties, like if your kids don't want them anymore, or even if you know you just happen to to have them and totally forgot that you have them, don't throw them away. They are worth money because geeks like me want to relive their childhood. And they want to be able to play with those toys again. I mean, obviously, if they're in a box and they look like new and they're highly collectible, that's great. But people like me just want to have them and put them on a shelf or, uh, or actually, you know, play with them again. One of my favorite toy lines of all time was Mask, Mobile Armored Strike Command. I know, they spelled command with a K. But those Mask vehicles were pretty awesome. And... If, if I see those now, they go for, you know, huge money. Especially if they still have the figure that came with them and the mask that that figure would wear because you would lose those things so easily. Man, big money. I always wanted the complete collection of that, but unfortunately, never got it all. And Captain Power, that was another one of my favorites. It was actually interactive with the television. So when you watch the Captain Power TV show, you would have your Captain Power vehicles and figures, and they had these little things that were like photosensitive, and it would send out a signal, and then it would make it, you know, it would make Captain Power's power chamber turn on or make the ship uh, eject the pilot or something. And it, it worked whether it was on the TV show when it was airing live or whether you had some of the VHS cassette tapes for it. Technology like that still blows my mind. What? It's interactive with the TV show? That's amazing. Anyway, going to take my final break here and lament all the great toys that I used to have. 508-996-0500 if you want to share. If your favorite toy was a Furby and you miss your Furby, don't worry. You've got a chance for a new one. Barry's got the article at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. All right. That'll about wrap up the second hour of the morning. And uh, we will be going into the newsroom. First, we'll get all the national and international stories from ABC News. Then Adam Bass has all your local South Coast stories. And then we can react to them on the other side. 508-996-0500 is the number to call in. You can also send us app chat text messages via the WBSM app. You can also send us... Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.